Hi, I'm Eden. I'm Sam. And this is Ruby the Podcast. We are a community of young women seeking answers to the hard questions and discovering what it means to cultivate our purpose. So join us as we interview world-changing entrepreneurs, creatives, and industry experts. All here to share the wisdom we need for living the Ruby lifestyle. One of authenticity, wonder, and intention. So take a breath, settle in, and get ready to discover who you were made to be. We are so grateful you're here. I've been listening to these Spotify playlists that are created by Spotify, but they kind of go with different moods, and they're really good at picking out actual songs like to make you feel a certain way so like if i'm in a bad mood i you know i I turn on happy beats (laughs) or something (laughs) you know something like that and it does it does change the way i feel like Mm. like for real but even there's one i think called morning coffee morning coffee Mm. and it has acoustic songs and songs that you would think if you're going on a a morning hike in the mountains and you just have it there with your steaming cup of joe (laughs) (laughs) wasn't there one also dancing in the living room or slow dancing in the living room that's yeah yeah yeah. i think it's adorable but they're really good at just like putting together a a solid list of songs you know Mm -hmm. so if you're looking for something you know to to lift your mood go on spotify spotify's the place (laughs) yeah um well anyway today we are going to be chatting with Haley adamski And she is going to be talking to us about boldness without burnout, this idea called the ROAR method, and what it means to pursue your dreams. And we'll see you on the other side. So just to start off, again, we're really excited to have you on here. And if you could just introduce yourselves to our listener, or introduce yourselves, introduce yourself. Um, to our listeners and just give us a little bit of where you're at in your story. Yes, perfect. Yeah. So um, my name is Haley Adamski Collins, very confusing. And I, gosh, my journey starts off with being a idealistic, want to save the world kind of girl. And that led me into really working in the nonprofit field, spending much of my career working in the nonprofit field, running nonprofits. And that ultimately led me to opening up my own consulting and coaching firm to do just that, to work with women leaders, not only in the nonprofit field, but in the for-profit field as well. And then I started my own startup because what I found when I was coaching and consulting women leaders and entrepreneurs is that there were very few spaces for women to come together as entrepreneurs and to support each other, right? In the nonprofit field, we talk about a wraparound approach. And that's when you have a client that comes in and they need services for um, X, right? Like, let's say that they need food. So they come in, you give them food, but turns out they don't just need food. They need all of these other things to happen, right? Maybe they need childcare. Maybe they need bus vouchers. Maybe they need help paying their electrical bill. Maybe there's a domestic violence situation happening in their home, right? So, you know, we're all one being, but we have many facets in our lives. Mm. And so- in the nonprofit field, that wraparound approach, and as we call it at Amani Collective, the holistic approach, is taking into account that whole person and all of their different needs in order to truly fulfill, you know, it's not just food that they need. They need all of these other things in order to 
have a refrigerator, you need to be able to pay for your electricity, right? Mm-hmm. So those things all, all make up one component. So the same is true with what I found for entrepreneurs, especially women entrepreneurs. Um, and as a, I was a very young leader, I ran a nonprofit when I was 28 and it was a million dollar nonprofit. It was, I, I was one of my youngest staff members, which was a challenge in and of itself. And I'm a relatively petite female. So I was working primarily with police officers, the DA's office and the government. So that was a whole nother thing in and of itself. And what I learned from those two pieces being both a young leader and then also working with entrepreneurs is that there just needs to be more support structure. So that wraparound approach is what I applied to then entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So I created a startup with some other women where we did just that. The goal was to wrap around women entrepreneurs. So provide services that they kept entrepreneurs kept telling me that they needed, right? Whether it was growing their skills, growing their community, figuring out how to access more of their market so that they could actually sell their products, um, all of those pieces, right? And then things to nourish their soul. They actually wanted a community of women who got it, right? Who understood what it meant to be Mm -hmm. an entrepreneur. So that was my first startup. And then Jenny, who I know you guys have recently interviewed, Jenny Nuccio and I met serendipitously on Yellow Co. through a guidance group, through a mastermind. And We immediately hit it off. We're both Enneagram eights, wing sevens. So if you know anything about that, we are like, go. Uh (laughs) So so that was kind of a a great combo. And we both had this desire in our hearts to start something that was really shaking up how people do business. So what it's not necessarily a nonprofit and it's not necessarily a for-profit, but something in between. And both of our academic backgrounds are about that, right? About Mm -hmm. how do you create a nonprofit? How do you create a conscious business? How do you create a sustainable ethical business? How do you create an ethical brand? How do you, you know, all of these buzzwords that people hear, there's actually, you know, stuff behind what that looks like, whether it's your legal entities or financial entities. So anyhow, we created a, a new business called School of Ethical Impact to provide that same concept, that wraparound approach so that it made it easy, like a one-stop shop for people to, especially women, to come in, to get all the skills that they needed, learn all the things that they needed to do to either start from scratch, building their ethical impact business, or to just build more momentum in their current ethical impact business. And with that, we're creating also a funding stream because so many women can't get funded for lower amounts. You know, a lot of big VC venture capitalists don't fund anything under a million dollars. And when you're first mm-hmm. starting out, a million dollars is not what you need. You usually need something like a hundred thousand dollars. So yeah, so that's a little bit about me. And I work for Amani Collective as well with Jenny. So Jenny and I just do all the things right now. <laughs> um, I love the idea that you're coming around these women and not just seeing one thing about them, but saying like, we are going to embrace all of you into who you are. I think that's so amazing because that's really what community is. Um, and incorporating that into your business and into what you do is so special. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's such very much the heartbeat of, of who Ginny and I are and what we've grown independently. And then when we came together, we thought, gosh, we, we, we know that we are, as Ginny always says, we are better together. All of us, Mm -hmm. we're better together. And we just have to find those, those vehicles, where we find our people, where we find people who can help support us along our journeys, whatever those journeys are. Mm -hmm. So Taylor has told us a little bit about this concept 
she said you came up with the roar method Mm. we were just really interested to hear about what that is I've seen it on um your t-shirts on your Instagram and um I, I think that it sounds like there's more to it so I'd love to hear just about that yeah yeah so uh when I was primarily working as an executive coach in my business. I coached a lot of different types of women and my, my heart will always be to support women. So I always focus on my work on women. So I worked with women, people who were high up in very big organizations like Pinterest and big organizations, Airbnb, all of those kinds of things, all the way to, you know, entrepreneurs just starting out, trying to figure it out. And I kept hearing the same things over and over again. I don't feel like I'm worth it. I don't feel like I'm worthy of doing this. I don't, how did I get this position? Did they, did they miss something about who I am? You know, oh my gosh, how do I qualify for this? Right. Mm -hmm. So that imposter syndrome I heard from every single person, no matter their age, no matter where they were at in their career, no matter what they wanted to do in their career, or if they were nearing retirement, every woman I spoke to had this thing around imposter syndrome, not feeling worthy of where they had achieved. Mm-hmm. And then I started hearing more and more themes that were so common. Um, everything from, you know, oh gosh, I really want to accomplish this dream, but there's no way I can do that. That's, that's there. I just mm-hmm. can't. That's it's too much. It's too scary. I'm not qualified for that. Um, you know, you name it all the things would come up. There's no way I'm going to get money for that. I won't get paid well enough for that. Oh, you know, but I'd have to take my kids out of school. Oh, but um, I'm too young. I heard that a lot, right? Mm -hmm. I'm too young. People won't Mm -hmm. take me seriously. Um, And I've experienced that myself. So I get that. And so I took all of these different pieces and then I started creating my own essentially curriculum around that because everyone, I find that, and this will get to a little bit of the holistic nature of me, that people we all need to feel like our masculine and feminine energies and they need to be balanced. Mm -hmm. And if we get too far into our feminine energy, which is like really creative, really flowy, really beautiful, really community-based, we can start feeling like we're lacking structure and we don't have a place to be held. Right. Mm -hmm. And if we get too far into our masculine energy, we are, really linear thinking. We're lacking our creativity. We're, we're probably more individualistic. We're thinking more about ourselves and less about the community. We're being less in the flow and much more rigid. Right. And Mm -hmm. there's a time and a place for all of that, but it's about balancing and about kind of knowing how to move through them both Mm -hmm. fluidly as best as you can, right. As much as we all do. And so that is essentially what Roar Method is about is about creating this container for women to flow through all of these pieces and to understand, to really deep dive into what their needs, wants, desires are, and then move into that masculine space again of, well, how do we create a plan to achieve those things? Right. Because we can so often just live. I find a lot of coaches live in that gooey gushy place, which is great when you're on the coaching call, like you feel great. And then you walk away from the coaching call and then you're in real life again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, wait, okay. I had this dream of all the things I wanted, but how do I actually manifest that in my real right. life? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's what the roar method does. It takes you all the way from, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. I'm burnt out. I don't know what to do. 
I can't even think straight. Right. And I don't even know how to dream anymore. So many women that come to me don't even, they don't even have the time or energy to dream. Mm -hmm. To really, really dream, right? Like maybe a little, but that's it. They just are looking forward to that Hawaiian vacation, but that's it. But then by the time we get through it all, suddenly we've realized, oh my gosh, you have these deep dreams and these deep desires and these things that are going to make you feel on purpose and alive. So let's figure out how to do that. And let's Mm -hmm. put a plan together for that. So that's what the Roar Method is all about. Mm, I love it. What does it mean or look like to boldly pursue your dreams? Mm, Yeah, that's a great question. I'll speak as an Enneagram eight wing seven. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's about It's about that same concept of structure and flow. It's about knowing when to push forward and knowing when that inner voice in you says, push, go, go, right? It doesn't matter what anyone says. You just do it. You keep going. You go the path because your soul tells you this is your path, right? And it's going to change, right? It's not like, um, I want to be an artist and live on the beach for the rest of my life, right? You decide that at 17, and at 80, you're still on that trajectory, right? You've achieved it and great. Like everything's rainbows and butterflies. I bet you it's probably going to change 500 times between when you're 17 and when you're 80. Mm-hmm. But it's about hearing, tuning in to listen to that inner voice and kind of going, okay, so right now, today, I want to be an artist and I want to live on the beach. Mm-hmm. So what are the steps I want to take to move towards that? And what are the things I'm going to say no to, no to right? How am I going to clear the path? And how am I going to say yes to certain things, right? In order to say no, you have to say yes. In order to say yes, you have to say no. I think it gets really overwhelming as a high schooler to kind of, I mean, you're talking about knowing in the present moment, which is really helpful actually to not just get so overwhelmed by all the different possibilities, but it is really hard to know what's actually worth putting time into. Like Mm. for example, for doing colleges, and thinking about all the different national honor societies that, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of this, just doing it like for it to, you know, look good for colleges, but how do you suggest that we can be more intentional about deciding, you know, what's really going to help our future or what's going to help our dream happen rather than getting stuck in, in the, in the many different things that we're only putting, putting a little bit of our energy into, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. And I'm so glad you said that because I was you at 17. I'm a type A person, right? I had like to check off all the boxes. Um, I was the first person in my family to go to college, right? So everyone was like, you have to do what to go to college? I'm like, well, okay, I guess I'll figure it out by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I get all of that. I was all always the Uh do-gooder. And I will say that some of my, I won't say regrets, but my biggest lessons in life have always been when I haven't listened to my heart. Mm. So when I was 17, I was very involved with dance and I got into schools, all the things. Taylor has a similar story. And I, the bird chirping in my ear was, well, if you get into a dance school and you go to dance and you pursue dance full time, you're not going to go to real college, right? You're not going to get a liberal arts degree. You're not going to go to a real college. And then you've just blown your chances at a decent job because dancing will only take you till you're like 26. And then you're going to have to retire. Your body's going to be terrible. Right. And so then what do you do? Then you're going to be out, you know, my like terrified inner brain was like, and then you're going to be out on the streets. You're not going to be able to afford food. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's going to be terrible. Yeah. 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 
or like, you know, oh gosh, all these myths about, or the stereotypes about being a dancer, I'm going to suddenly have an eating disorder Mm -hmm. and and then all these things are going to happen. Right. And being really quite terrified about all of those things of like, I've been told my whole life to go to college. I've been told my whole life to be independent. And yet I love dance. Right. Mm -hmm. And I didn't choose dance. Ultimately I chose to go to a four-year liberal arts college at the age of 18, right? And I danced in college, but I didn't pursue it as a career. Mm-hmm. And I will say that I wonder regularly what my life would have looked like if I would have mm-hmm. pursued that. And I right. think there are things that have happened in my life, including burning out many, many times and getting very sick physically mm-hmm. that I'm not sure would have happened if I just would have chosen a different path because I would have been aligned in a different way mm-hmm. and it would have opened up different opportunities for me. Right. So in essence, follow your heart and don't worry too much about where it leads, because as long as you trust yourself, which is the biggest problem, right, that's where Mm -hmm. it starts. You have to learn to trust yourself and trust that inner knowing, whether you want to call it God, universe, spirit, your intuition, however you want to label it, you just have to know to listen and that it might not be obvious what the steps are going to be to get there. And it might feel like a really far off dream Mm -hmm. and it might feel impossible to actually make a living doing it. But if you stick to it, you'll find ways to kind of make it work. Right. Mm -hmm. And that may mean it's just like something you do on the side and you have this, you know, you're a waitress while you do that. Right. How many, every like actor ever has done that. Right. Yeah. But if it fulfills your heart and your soul, pursue it. Mm-hmm. Until suddenly it doesn't, or something else comes along that you really want to pursue because that's, that's the sweetness of life. That's the nectar. That's the lane you want to live life in. Mm-hmm. So keep paying attention to it. Keep listening because that is, that's life. That's how you're going to get fulfilled. That's how you're going to find happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So how do we, you talk about being burned out. How can we be pursuing these dreams, but also be aware of what makes us burned out or mm-hmm. how to avoid being burned out. Yes. So it's really almost, I almost said it already. Like if you don't follow your heart and your soul, you will be burnt out. Mm-hmm. Right. There is an inherent piece that when you don't follow that intuition, you're inherently, you're already exhausting yourself, right? Yeah. Because you're not following your intuition. So everything is just so much harder. Even like, you know, doing something basic, it just feels more like drudgery because you're not following your heart and soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, as you get into like adult world, it gets more complicated, right? You've got financial health to deal with. You've got your physical health to deal with. You've got a significant other's priorities to deal with. You've got, you know, more layers keep adding, but at the end of the day, you have to follow your heart and that is the easiest, most simple way to avoid burnout. Because even if you are working, let's just say you're working five different jobs to be an actress in Hollywood, because that's your dream. That's what fulfills you, right? You'll be exhausted. You will be exhausted. (laughs) You'll Uh be burnt out by those jobs, but you won't actually, your soul won't be burnt out. right? Right. Because you still have that connection to the thing you are, your heart does love. Yeah, that's right. And so you find that extra energy to do those other things, to pay the bills, because where your fire is, where you really light up is still there and very present in your life. Mm -hmm. And again, I just want to give everyone permission here that that changes. Like for Mm -hmm. me, for instance, while I still love dance and it still lights me up, I have other things that light me up now, 
right? And yeah. I that has pivoted in through the course of my life a little bit, right? But generally, we're I find that most of us have a couple key things that are our anchors, our happiness anchors, and we go back to them. And so just always making sure that those are part of your daily experience as much as you can is very important to ensure that you don't burn out Mm -hmm. and checking in with yourself because things change. Yeah. So spending time asking yourself the questions, like, is this still what I want? Mm -hmm. How, how can you tell that you are functioning in a burnout or I guess (laughs) that you actually wouldn't be functioning, (laughs) um, or just how, well, you how do, you-, you do function. Right. And, and as it's a common thing, right. Um, you will find when people are burnt out, the first step is like major anxiety before they're burnt mm-hmm. out, they get major anxiety. So I know for me and my body, because I've gotten very in tune with my body, anxiety starts in my stomach. I can feel the anxiety in my stomach. And then I feel a little knot in my throat. And as soon as those things happen, I know, Oh, okay, my body is telling me I'm, a, I'm, I'm anxious. Something is happening where I'm anxious. So mm-hmm. if I don't listen to my body and address why I'm anxious right now, it's going to get worse. Yeah. So I'm, you know, there's like, it's like a checkpoint, right? My body's saying, Hey, hello, pay attention. Mm-hmm. And so I have that opportunity to, to do that. And then that can, if let's say I don't pay attention to it, suddenly I'm going to get exhausted, right? I'm going to be really tired and I'm probably going to be really grumpy. And I guarantee you, my husband's going to tell me what is happening here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My friends will tell me like, hi, you seem really sad or really overwhelmed or, you know, I'll get some feedback from outside people. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether I want it or not, I might get it right. I will start you'll, and I'm sure you've experienced this in different ways when you, you know, during finals, et cetera, like you, you can't focus. It's harder to get, to think straight. It's Mm -hmm. harder to get through things because your body is telling you it's exhausted. It needs a break. And ultimately, once you get to burnout, once you get to that edge of burnout, you're, you get to the point where you're almost apathetic. You Mm -hmm. just, you can't, your system is telling you, I cannot take anything else on. You're done. You need a huge break. You need to reassess how you're doing everything. And so that's what that edge of burnout is, is that apathy, right? When you start feeling like, I just, I just can't, I I can't, Yeah. that's, Mm. that's when, you know, okay, we really need to reassess here. I didn't listen to the checkpoints and now we've got some major trouble. When you, when you know that you are in a burnout, how do you allow yourself to heal from that? And what do you do to kind of help yourself, you know, in those situations? Yeah. It's going back to those happiness anchors. Right. Mm -hmm. So knowing what are those anchor points that those things that those go-to things that make you happy for me, dance, for me, being outside in nature, um, having really deep, great conversations with friends, laughing, right. In whatever capacity singing way too loudly in my house, also helpful, (laughs) (laughs) you know, whatever, it doesn't have to be this huge, amazing trip or adventure or some, you don't have to completely change your whole life around. It's just those little daily things that you can experience, right? It could even be as simple as like, I love yoga. I, that's a very easy, accessible thing for me to come back to my body, come back to myself, have some deep breaths Mm -hmm. and it gives me space to just listen to my Mm -hmm. body. And that's a really important piece. Um, But the other piece to that is, is to remember that there are seasons, there are seasons to everything, right? Mm -hmm. And this is as an overachiever, entrepreneur, type A, do-gooder, 
<laughs> I do not like seasons. I want it all on all the time. Right. Mm. Um, I want to go 110 miles per hour all of the time. And my body has reminded me over and over again, that nope, not possible. That will not happen. And if you push me like this, like my body tells me this, if you push me like this, well, I will fall, right. I will fail. And now it's going to take even longer for you to get to where you want to go mm-hmm. because you didn't listen. Right. Yeah. So, so basically it's, it's really about knowing, you know, it's okay to have a little stress. It's okay to push. That's okay. Right. If you think about, I talk a lot about with my clients about the actual seasons, right? So we've got winter, spring, summer, fall, and everything in nature is oriented around that. So in spring, everything's blooming, right? Mm -hmm. You've got that energy of blossoming. So it's like that new excitement, creativity. Mm -hmm. We feel that in our bodies. (laughs) We forget that we are nature, but we are nature and we feel it in our bodies. And so there are certain times that we can look to the seasons for and determine, okay, what's, how can I best support myself, my body and my brain based on what's happening in nature. Mm-hmm. And in those times when it's spring, wherever you're at Northern or Southern hemisphere, that's when you should be, you're naturally going to be more creative. You're naturally going to be excited, right? You're naturally going to be feeling that energy. Mm-hmm. And so you could use that time to be more creative as opposed to, for instance, if in spring, you're like, I, I need to close up all these chapters. I need to check everything off my list. I need to be done, done, done. Right. That's going to be a harder energy for you because in spring, that's not the nature energy, mm-hmm. right? That's a fall energy. We want to close everything coming in fall. Cause we're getting our bodies ready to hibernate for yeah. winter. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean you can't do those things in spring, right? You can close things, but it just means it's going to be, your body's going to just feel it ever so slightly being off. So just paying attention to that same with, and summer is harvest, right? That's when we harvest our fruit. That's when we harvest all of our goodies. And that's when we have this immense amount of energy because the sun is shining bright on us where we are in full bloom, right? Everything's happening. And we've got a lot of energy, as you know, even the school cycle, right? We've all been trained on the typical school cycle, like August or September to May or June. And so summer is this time to not only rest, but to like go hang out with friends, go to the lake, get excited, right? Have all this big energy, go to concerts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same as you get older, right? It's the exact same. So utilizing that energy as that excitement energy that's when you're going to want to like record podcasts. That's when you're going to want to go public speaking. That's when you're going to want to do your pitches, right? Cause that's your body's natural rhythm. That's when mm-hmm. you're pushing everything out. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I could talk about this even more, but there's also a menstrual cycle, right? For us ladies, mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. menstrual cycles and, and those actually all correlate to the seasons, right? Mm-hmm. So when we're ovulating, that's that summer energy. And so every time we ovulate, it's like, woof, okay, we are ready to take the stage. We've got everything going on, right? That's mm-hmm. in theory, when I try to schedule these interviews, because I know that I'm going to have a little bit more dynamism. I'm going to have a little bit more energy, a little bit more passion right? Mm. Um, versus if I schedule these when I am menstruating, right? I'm going to be a lot more lethargic. And that doesn't mean I can't show up. That doesn't mean I can't put on a face. That doesn't mean, you know, I'm not here. It just means my body is going to have to work 
just a little bit harder. Right. It'll feel off. Yeah. Yeah. So paying attention, it's really about not burning out is really about paying attention to Mm -hmm. what's around you, the natural rhythms and natural cycles and how your body interacts with that. And that there's a time for you to be excited and to do all the things. And then there's a time where you're going to have to rest like winter, Mm -hmm. right? That's a natural thing because it's not you doing nothing. I know me as a type A overachiever, that was a hard one for me for a while. Like, no, I can't rest. If I'm resting, I'm not productive. And if I'm not productive, then I'm not a good human. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, But the reality is when you rest, think about it. How many times you have great ideas about something amazing when you're in the shower, when Mm -hmm. you're like trying to go to sleep, when you're, when you're quiet, right? Everything's quiet. Mm -hmm. And that's a really important piece. That's actually where creativity is starting to, they're not quite starting to bud, but it's, it's fertilizing the soil so that spring can come and those buds can emerge. Right. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a really, really important piece. And I wish someone would have taught me that when I was younger, because I feel like in our capitalist society, we're taught that we have to be on all the time and there's no room for rest. Yeah. And that's part of like what we're doing in our business is saying, no, there are cycles. How can we change Mm -hmm. everything about how we do business? Because this is how everyone's going to burn out. If you don't recognize that there are cycles in business and therefore in humans and cycles in nature and all of it. Right. Yeah. I love how you're tying in all these different areas. And I think just the main idea for me is finding balance and under, you said, um, finding your natural rhythm and paying attention. So I just think balance, paying attention, natural rhythm, like that all just makes up who you are and how you will best function. And I think that even plays into masculine and feminine energy Mm -hmm. as well. And through each cycle, through each season, there's always going to be, you know, like you said, a time for rest, a time for excitement. And, and you're really able to, to step into your full power when you're embracing the natural cycle, which I think Mm. is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And, And it's not an easy thing. I don't want to make it seem like well, aren't I just living a life all perfectly in sync? Cause I am not right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there are, I mean, you've, there are so many cycles to like try to sync with, right. You've got your menstrual cycle, you've got your lunar cycle. Um, and there are a couple others, but those are being the main ones and the seasonal cycle. Right. But they're all different. They change, right. right? We know when we, when we menstruate versus when we ovulate, it's not always the exact same mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily always relationship with the new moon and with the right season. And it's just, it's, I think the biggest lesson of it all is paying attention, but also really recognizing that you need to flow, right? Mm -hmm. You can't have this rigid system of like, well, on the 25th of every day, this is the new moon. And this is when I'm going to ovulate. And this is going to be the springtime. And therefore I can do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. It's about saying, okay, I recognize that the 25th of every month, this might happen. This might happen. And this might happen. So I can maybe plan for this or maybe lean in to this concept of how to utilize my energy. But I also know that all of those things might not happen on that day, Mm -hmm. right? Like I might not ovulate on that day. I might not, right. The, the moon might not be in conjunction with my, my menstrual cycle. So, and I might just not feel it. So Mm -hmm. also giving yourself the grace to recognize there's no like linear structured system. So going back to that masculine and feminine, it's not always just this linear system that you can figure out. And then suddenly poof, you figured it out. Mm -hmm. 
the whole concept is that it's, it's, there is some, some structure, but there's a lot of flow. Yeah. And so coming back to, okay, just paying attention to my body. Mm. What is my body telling me? And trying to, to not only listen to it, trust it, and then do something about it, which Mm -hmm. is hard. I think so commonly, like the word boldly or boldly pursuing your dreams can be mistaken for, like you said, go, 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 or just only in one side of something that should be a balanced Mm -hmm. um, life. And so like what you said, living in the flow and coming back to your body and understanding that those things are also a part of you pursuing your dreams boldly. I I love how you said that. Yes. Yes, exactly. I mean, what is, you have to come back to what is the ultimate goal of life, right? Everyone Mm -hmm. wants to feel fulfilled in their own way. And how do you get to fulfillment? Well, one way is definitely by not burning out, but how do you not burn out? It's by, it's by finding the things that light you up right? Mm -hmm. And following them. And to your point, Sam, it's not about holding them so tight and like gripping and gripping and gripping, right? And you have to go as fast as you possibly can, right? Because that's all kind of a lack mentality, right? It's like, hey, for right now, this feels really great. And I really want to pursue that. And Mm -hmm. so I'm going to take steps towards that. And I'm open to whatever else may come my way. But right now, this is the direction. Because that's what's going to fulfill me right now, today, mm-hmm. this week, this quarter, this year, you know, whatever feels right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talking more about the boldness aspect of things, does boldness help you to bring other people on the journey of discovering their own boldness? Like, does it, does being in your alignment help to inspire other people to find theirs? Yeah, I would say so. And I feel like whenever I'm not in alignment, it magically, suddenly people who reach out to me go away Mm -hmm. and nothing has changed except my energy. Right. Um, And I can't even feel like it's, it doesn't feel like it to me, but I, I know that's what's happening. Right. And so whenever I'm out of alignment too much, right. Cause I think in general, we're always we're always trying to come back to center, always trying to come back, redirect to alignment. And so there's never like, Oh, I'm a hundred percent alignment, a hundred percent of the time. Right. It's always like, well, today I'm 40%. And how do I get a little bit closer to a hundred percent? Well, this month I'm, I've generally been 80%. Okay. That's pretty good. How could I get a little closer? Right. And then the next day, something's going to be tossed into your world where you're going to go back to 10%. (laughs) And then you've got to like, okay, it's just coming back to that anchor. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. And I think when I am in alignment, there is so much more flow that happens in my life. Things just, it doesn't take so much effort. Right. It, it really doesn't. It, it feels like, you know, people often say they have manifested things. That's to me what it is. Mm-hmm. Manifestation is really because you're in the flow. Mm-hmm. If you could go back to your 16 year old self and the one who doesn't know anything about, um, just the things you do with boldness and alignment and holistic living, just all these crazy things and amazing things. What would you say to her? Mm, Chill out. (laughs) Like it will be fine. Trust that it will all work out. And again, let go of this really tight grip 
and like release the talons. As I like to tell my clients, like, huh, just release and enjoy the flow, especially at 16, like enjoy because there's only going to be more opportunities for you to not enjoy it as you get older. And it's going to be harder and harder to continuously release that the mm-hmm. talons, right? Because again, finances suddenly become more of a important thing in your life, um, which impacts all of these other things in your world and take the time to really learn about how to hear your inner voice and how to trust it and how to follow it and even test it, right? Like I would suggest that your, your listeners test it, right? And it can be like really simple things. I've, I've done this with clients before because they're so out of alignment Well, I will say, okay, I just want you to turn on the radio when you're driving the next time you're driving. And I want you to turn on the radio based on not a song that you like, but like which station feels right. Mm. So like, just, and just pay attention. Like what's feeling right. What does that mean in your body? Right. Because you'll feel it if you're, if you, once you start tuning in, you'll go, Oh, okay. Well, this just felt right. This just felt like the right song to stay on. Even though I like that Mm. other song, this is the right song I should stay on right now. And you'll start as you start exploring like, Oh, huh. That's how my body felt when I recognized that that was not quite the right song to stay on right now versus this song I should stay on and just do those little experiments. And it can be like, what should I have for dinner? Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, should I have this tuna fish sandwich or should I have this avocado toast? Right. Like, Hmm. And then just feel into it. Okay. Well, my body was like "Mm -mm," with the tuna. (laughs) Well, okay. Where is that? Where am I feeling it in my body? Is it in my stomach? Right. Is it in my throat? Is it in my heart? Is it just like a physical, like I'm literally stepping away (laughs) from the tuna fish sandwich. Like what is physically embodying that? No, that your body is trying to tell you versus Mm -hmm. what's embodying that. Yes. Like go for that. Eat the avocado toast. Mm -hmm. So doing those little experiments just to kind of like, Oh, and then it starts building trust in yourself. Like, Oh, that Mm -hmm. was right. Like when I did eat that avocado toast, "Mm, that felt great. Right. Mm -hmm. When I did listen to that song. "Mm, Yeah. That's exactly what I needed to hear to like really pump up my energy. Um, And so it's giving your brain positive feedback. And so it's Mm -hmm. wiring those neurons to say, okay, this was safe. This is okay to make these decisions to trust myself in this way. And so as you just keep expanding that, you can keep doing it with bigger and bigger things. Oh, that's so cool. All the time people always say like, only, you know, you, and, and it's hard to, I always hear that. And I'm like, yeah, I sort of know me, but (laughs) that's just proof that even if you don't think, you know, you, you truly do. You do. You do. Yeah. And it's, it's sometimes not something that's like totally conscious, right? It's the subconscious stuff that your, mm-hmm. your body really does know your body is just as much a part of you as anything else as your spirit as your soul. And it's t- telling you there are things happening in our environment. There are, you know, there's a chemical interaction occurring. And so honoring that and saying mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay. There's actually like pheromones being exchanged. That's why we know when we don't know someone and we're like, mm, I don't know. I get a weird feeling about that person. Right. <laughs> even though you've, you've never met them, there's no real logic to right. it. Um, it's that it's your body reacting to it. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's all for good reason. So yeah, your body knows and you, you know, your body, you just have forgotten that, you know, your body. So playing those exercises with yourself will help remind you and build that trust of like, Oh yeah, 
okay, my body's not like over here and I'm over here. Like we're all one and we do this whole dance together. Mm, That's so cool. Well, as we wrap things up, we just want to know how we can support you and where our listeners can find you. Yeah. Well, I know that um, a lot of your listeners are probably in high school, maybe like early college. And Mm -hmm. one thing that I'm doing with the school, with my new business, the School of Ethical Impact, is we are creating workshops. And I would love to invite your listeners to any of these workshops for people who are anywhere in the stage of like, hey, I kind of want to like do some good in the world, but like, I don't even know where to start. What does that even look like? Because Mm -hmm. we we really, really, really want to empower young women to be able to step up and have the tools, knowledge, and community to say, okay, like, great. Like I'm ready to take this on. I'm ready to start that social impact business. And I don't know how, but this group is going to teach me, right? Like the school of ethical impact. That's what we're all about. We have the curriculum for it. Uh, my co-founder and I have many, many years of experience and academic background on this very topic. And we are just passionate to bring that to as many women who want to follow that path of kind of purposeful living through creating ethical impact. Oh, I think that perfectly describes a lot of people. And I know the way I feel just wanting to do something, but not knowing where to start, because I mean, there's just so many different paths you could take, but you don't know where to begin. I, I think that's so cool that you're doing that. Yeah. So I'd love to have you come check out schoolofethicalimpact.com and we'll have workshops um, on the, on our website and they'll just be constantly ongoing. And we've got some big folks coming in too, to give master classes and workshops so that, you know, everyone can benefit from all of the tools and skills and knowledge that we all have collectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's love amazing. It. Thank you so much for joining us today on the conversation. Um, We really did get so much out of it and you're so good at just talking and and tying everything together. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was was really fun to listen to your wisdom. Thank you. It was such an honor to be here. I thought Haley had a lot of really good wisdom to share because she's part of so many different things and her story has led her to so many different things. So Mm -hmm. she kind of had just a really good, well-rounded perspective that tied pretty much everything we're talking we've we've been talking about on the podcast together um Mm -hmm. which is really cool just you know tying together all the cycles and what we've been talking about with energy and being in alignment and dreams and you know it she she brought it all kind of into one Mm -hmm. um episode which i thought was cool it all Um, plays a part in how to live a bold life and i think it it was very awesome how she talked about the things some of the things we've talked about before because now that we've learned those things we knew what she was talking about um when she talked about the seasons or um like you said with dreams I was able to relate that to things I'd heard before and relate it to the way she was describing boldness in that way Mm -hmm. um one of her biggest points I think was recognizing that you need flow and Mm -hmm. That no matter where you're at, if you're truly in alignment, I mean, we keep talking about this idea, but you'll be able to tell because your body, you know, it, it reacts to the things that's coming at it in, a, in an easy way. And it, it kind of accepts things rather than pushes them away. And um, when you're in the flow, 
you're able to think more clearly and you're able to understand how you're feeling at each you know moment and um I think just being in the flow creates a space for you to to be who you are and to be um the most authentic version of yourself as we always Mm -hmm. you know say I like how she talked about always going back to your happiness anchor. Mm-hmm. Um, that was good. It's kind of something that can be related in any part of life where you're feeling burnt out, then go back to doing what makes you happy. You're um, feeling anxious, go back to thinking about what makes you happy. And it's it's kind of just relating um, how you live life to the way that you like the way that you want to live life. I mean, mm-hmm. if you live life for yourself and you you truly know yourself the best, so if you live your life for yourself and um, do what's best for you, then you will feel in alignment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She talked about, I think towards the beginning, imposter sy- syndrome a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I've heard about imposter syndrome before on a couple of YouTube videos I watched or something, but the, if the idea is new it basically means if you're in a situation or or you're in a job or you're in a club or you get an award or whatever and you feel like you just aren't worthy of that that spot that position that achievement but really you are it's just kind of that feeling that you don't deserve it which mm. is really sad but i think a lot of women feel that i mean i've i've felt that you know when mm. you just feel like kind of out of place but she was just talking about how there's always this underlying like thought in our heart deep down that we are actually worthy. It's just being covered up by um, the idea that we're, we're not, you know? So mm-hmm. kind of getting rid or, or working through the imposter syndrome to follow your heart and to follow what you were made to be opens new doors, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And talking about the Roar Method, mm-hmm. it's kind of this idea of um like a well a full rounded lifestyle because she said she's helping women to flow and achieve in in this way that you can't become the best version of yourself until you like take time to breathe and to know yourself and to have those rest days but also to know what you need to do um what action steps to take and how to pursue the dream and the bold life that you want to Mm -hmm. live and she was talking about how your fire like your your happiness anchor your goal your dream it can pivot and it's ever-changing so at each Mm -hmm. phase in your life you know it's going to be a little bit different and you're going to want to work towards something new I mean they could stay the same but it's likely that as you grow your dreams will grow with you and and that's okay and it's okay to embrace the change as mm-hmm. you're working through things. No, it's actually really true because you always, I mean, in in life, you think you're working towards one goal. And so, for example, if I'm wanting to be a doctor and I'm working towards that, but my dream changes and I start to work towards something else, it feels like it's wasted. It's wasted, the work I've put towards the first thing. But what she's saying is, whatever you're working towards is going to be special to that season of life Mm -hmm. and that's a good thing and it's good to have a purpose for that time in that place and it's okay that it's going to change and you're going to refocus your attention somewhere else Mm -hmm. it's not wasted time right yeah she's saying it's not always linear it's not going to follow this 
this pattern that's predictable. It's going to mm-hmm. be steps backwards and then steps forwards. And then maybe, you know, a step in, in all these different directions. But you are actually getting to a point where you're, you're getting closer to your dream um, as you go. Living boldly and finding a rhythm that is natural to you is a process. But it is one that we would love to take together as a community. So thank you for showing up and for taking time out of your lovely days to learn about yourselves and learn about this world and to grow. If you got anything out of this episode, screenshot it and share it to your story. We'd love to hear what your favorite part was. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, we'd also love it if you could leave us a rate and review so we can know how we can make this podcast better for you. We hope you have an amazing week, and this podcast was created by our CEO, Taylor Kanigowski, edited by Kat Smith, and all music was originally created by Ethan McCullough. We'll see you next time. Stay ruby.